Welcome to the 48th episode of News Dump, where we run through the hottest topics in the Lewis County news scene and discuss. I'm Chronicle Associate Editor, joined as always by Editor-in-Chief Eric Schwartz and Frankie Baby himself, the Veep, Franklin Taylor, new father. Franklin, how is fatherhood going for you? It's the most rewarding experience on planet Earth, Uh, and I have not slept at all in the last week. Well, great. You know, eventually the child will uh, start sleeping and you can catch a few winks, maybe. Or maybe you've just been up watching reruns of your favorite television program. I don't really know. I don't know what you do in your off hours, Franklin. I watched all three John Wick movies yesterday, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to start Lord of the Rings tonight. You strike me as a big Entourage guy. You a big Entourage guy? I do like it. Mark Wahlberg's one of my favorite people on Earth. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Uh, the Goat Daddy, exactly. As he calls himself the Goat. I gave myself that nickname. I don't think anybody else has that nickname, so um, I'm sure it has never come up, not even once, <laughs> not in this context, anyways. Don't search it. <laughs> it is Tuesday, May 25th, and things are starting to get back to normal a little bit. Things are opening up. Have you guys gone out and enjoyed your freedom mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. tyranny? Uh, Yeah, I mean, the Thurston County Fair got canceled today, Aaron, so not everything is opening up. Also, Billetproof, I saw that that got canceled at the car show. Well, there was a car show Saturday. I know, that's why I don't don't know exactly why it was canceled, I just know that it was. So, um, I don't know, maybe it's just your freedom as a state employee who can stay home. Mm. When do you you plan to go back to work, Aaron? Mm. Uh, we are tentatively scheduled to go back uh, the Labor Day weekend. You know there's a That's worker shortage, right? Back. That's getting pushed yes. back. <laughs> I, I, I am aware. Do you want me to take on yet another job? I'm just saying. I, I, Franklin just mentioned where the Chronicle is hiring a customer service representative. We do are. To, do you want me to apply there? You should. You should. What are we looking for in a customer service rep? Someone that's really good at customer service. Well, can answer the phones. Is, is that the Always has a listing? smile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And can problem solve. Oh, good. I am none of those things. I don't know how to answer a phone. I hate talking on them. I never smile. And I have never once solved a problem. Is it true that we can guarantee the successful applicant at least one appearance on the podcast? Absolutely. If they... <laughs> yes, <laughs> sure. Why not? So we, still haven't gotten, now. we still haven't gotten Rhonda on, but oh, someday. That's a, that is a tragedy. We can't wait to hear Rhonda's takes. Love her. So our first news item... Jamie Herrera-Butler has come in in support of the commissioner's opposition to the quarantine facility at the Lakeview Inn. The county commissioners wrote a letter saying how much they want the COVID quarantine facility at the Lakeview Inn to leave. Jamie Herrera-Butler jumped in there too. Once again, the point of a quarantine facility is that people do not leave. Uh, Commissioner Lindsay Pollock has reconsidered her original what's the point of a NIMBY letter as the letter they sent is very much a NIMBY letter. Yeah, they uh, they didn't really leave any question as to where they stood, saying, we do not want this facility here. Our constituents do not want this facility here. No. They, uh, yeah. And again, at last count, there were four people in the facility. So if worse comes to worse, you could just put them in a car. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I personally, I'm sure the commissioners car? are hearing about it from their constituents, but I have not heard anyone in my dealings that has even got this in the top five topics of discussion um, as far as their concerns or anything like that. I hear about lots of other things. Um, I don't know. Isn't it, isn't it kind of a boost to the local economy? The state's paying this motel owner a bunch of money to take over this place. And yeah, I don't I'm think sure the, the motel owner is was just fine with full. it. I also wonder, uh, and I don't have the answer to this, do, is there any sort of hotel motel tax coming out of this? 
Uh, well, there's always the heads and beds tax. Right, but I wonder like, if that, that like applies to a state contract for the facility, or if that's just taking them off the books. Well, yeah, the state's yeah. not going to short them. <laughs> oh, sure, the state's not going to short them. Uh, shall we remember the last time a member of the current commission sent a letter to the governor? It was about COVID, which argued it wasn't really a big deal and restaurants should be open. Yes, yes, I do remember that. Okay. Um, the last time Herrera Butler sent a letter was to the WDFW, and uh, I, I'm sure we'll discuss the WDFW has since decided that it, you know, isn't going to take the land from Transalta right away. So, flip side of that coin, maybe mm. maybe there's something to be said for letters, Aaron. Uh, maybe. Well, as men of letters, we can agree to disagree. <laughs> Next news item. COVID cases not declining in Lewis County as much as they are elsewhere around the state. <clears throat> we learned last week that only 25% of Lewis County has been vaccinated compared with about 38% of the state, which means Lewis County takes COVID seriously enough to write a sternly worded letter to the state to move their horrible quarantine facility, but not so seriously that they will get a free shot so they don't have to worry about catching the oh, quarantineable disease. I feel like you're disease. conflating all sorts of things here. So mm-hmm. now the county just is just connecting like... connecting the dots. The dots that don't exist. That's just... That's just... That's bull I'm just saying, if you're that upset about the quarantine facility, you could stop by the fairgrounds and get a free shot, and then it wouldn't be of any concern to you. The charts, you could go though, protest that facility to your heart's content. The if you if you look without at the, a mask on, <laughs> without a mask. If you look at the state chart of cases, and then you look at the county chart of cases, it is true though that the county continues to see an upward tick, whereas the state overall is seeing a decline. Um, and I continue to be a bit perplexed because nothing really changed in from like, oh my gosh, the fourth wave is here to. You know what? Open it up. Take the masks off. It's all yeah, good. Have yeah. your fair. I'm, I'm still perplexed by that. I don't really get what the what what was the inflection point there, because cases are it's got to be deaths and hospitalizations, right? Uh, I would assume so. I don't know. I'm not a scientist or a doctor. <laughs> yeah, but you always you know pull takes out of your ass. I figured that's something. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> so our next news item. Man sues Centralia, Chehalis Centralia, rather, railroad over permanent progressive injuries sustained in 2019 collision. Have you guys seen this? Have you heard about this? Uh, yeah, we published I saw it on the newspaper. Yes, yes, we have seen and heard about it. A 69-year-old Raymond man ran into the dinner train, and now he's suing the old steam train. He alleges the train had no headlights on its back end, which caused the collision. The Lewis County Sheriff's Office at the time said some kind of mechanical issue likely played a role in the crash. Would those be headlights or would those be taillights? It's the hard questions that matter, Frank. Uh, well, I'm curious. They should be. Well, I guess the train goes back and forth, doesn't it? Yeah, they're, they're both. You head know, tail. It's, uh, it's like a snake. It's yeah, got it's a head like, of both ends. In the photos, it's like a quarter. It's like the, yeah. the vehicle's just like wedged underneath the train, and it looks like you just didn't see it and ran right into it. And like that's also yeah, what the yeah. picture really looks seems like. like there should have been a crossing and light or something there i don't know well there are no lights or crossing bar at that intersection which is on spooner road in adna i've and been over tra- it many times trains are also not quiet they're not which you know it's pretty tough for a train to sneak up on someone to begin with and this one was slow loud and going backwards mm-hmm. so i don't think it was moving so we're victim shaming very fast <laughs> we're just curious <laughs> We're just curious. Just a couple years before that, there was another collision, um, and I believe that one was a fatality, if I remember it correctly, but it's it's not like it's the only time it's ever happened. I remember reading that uh, at one point, the Port of Chehalis was considering selling in order to get rid of all the liability that went along with having that um, train. And this kind of illustrates why that might have been a decent choice. 
Uh, yeah, what do we think will happen in the lawsuit? Mm, my assumption would be that the insurance company for the uh, railroad and museum will probably pay out a sum if it gets to that amount, and that'll be the end of it. Okay. But that's just a guess. Again, I am not an attorney or a judge, and I've only been on a train a couple times. <laughs> not a big train guy. I like them. Don't get me wrong. Locomotives are interesting. Uh, they are. And the, the train is still out of commission, right? Is it, is it running? I can't remember. The train still goes, but it's not the, it's not the, the, the steam train. Um, that one's okay, getting fixed. Okay, that's right. It's, got, uh, it's under construction actually right now. We had a story about that. So it's like $250,000 or $150,000 in repairs needed, maybe more beyond that. But uh, they still market themselves as the steam train. We just did our tourism guide. I, I called it the steam train because you never know when the steam train's going to be back. So Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, not it's everybody out there is a train expert that's going to be like, <laughs> I was promised a steam train. <laughs> train enthusiasts would know. <laughs> All right, our next item. Man, we're just burning through these hot news items today. Mm-hmm. Electric buses arrive in Lewis County. They could start running routes, test routes, this week, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, for one, would love a story where you send your diligent reporter Eric Rosane out to spend a day riding the electric bus and ask people what they think of it. You could call it... Bad idea. You could call it Rosane Rides the Bus. I like it. A throwback to the great Sports Illustrated feature on Michael Jordan playing for the Birmingham Barons. Mm-hmm. Jordan Rides the Bus. Remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll be just like that. Spokesman Review's doing something like that right now. The reporter's coming back from D.C. and he's riding on the Amtrak and every day he's just writing about riding on the Amtrak. It's pretty much what you just described. <laughs> a lot of news out there. <laughs> a lot, lot of stuff to write about. I mean, that's, that's, that's a, a lot, lot of, of news. Amtrak news that's for someone who's sitting on an Amtrak train. Yeah. I've never ridden, ridden on the Amtrak. No. Uh, Either I one of you guys? It, took it to Seattle one time. Have it was cool. either of you ever ridden the bus for Twin Transit? No. No. I have not either. No. Well, there you go. But, this would be you know, an interesting you know, story. Now that it's electric, now that it's electric I, I might. It, yeah. Now that it's electric, I might. <laughs> I still won't. <laughs> no, nothing against Twin Transit. You, you have a car. Yes, I've, I've got a motor carriage. Wow. You got a car. <laughs> Twin Transit is also working to secure a pair of hydrogen buses next year in conjunction with the rollout of the state's first hydrogen refueling station in Chehalis. How do we feel about hydrogen, guys? Mm. I don't know if it's necessary. I, people forget the Hindenburg was full of <laughs> hydrogen. Yeah, we had a report on that too. I do think it's cool that Chehalis is getting you reported the, on the, the Hindenburg first station. I'm sure we did that as well. Probably yeah, it was covered. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, but the the hydrogen station. Um, I think Twin Transit wants all of its buses to be running on renewables by the year 2030, which is going to be here pretty quick, guys. That's a good goal. Yeah, it's coming up. Mm-hmm. Franklin's child will be nine by then. Wow. Yeah. It puts things in perspective, doesn't it? It does. She's going to be a kicker for the football team, I imagine. I'm probably not at the age of nine. No, probably not. You're right. You're right. (laughs) Hey, the Chronicle's gone green, too. I mean, we do. Taylor's recently purchased an electric vehicle. We do. We purchased it from Volkswagen of Olympia. Mm -hmm. And we can deliver newspapers (laughs) emission-free. Wow. (laughs) If that one car delivered all of our newspapers, that would be true. (laughs) We mail quite a few of them. Yeah. You uh, call that the the E-edition. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. literally. Yeah, the literally and mailing items. That's the, that's green. That is green, and it supports the USPS. <laughs> they need our support. They need our support, and we need theirs. 
Uh, it is also was was this last Monday or or yesterday Monday that filing week wrapped up? Oh, that was late last week. The story you're pointing at right now. Um, there was more candidates than that. It was actually I think 150 by the time it was all said and done. Wow. Now, the uh, late Friday rush, a lot of candidates will wait until the absolute last minute on Friday to see who else is going to run. Just to sneak up on the competition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what happens a lot of times, I didn't see one this year, is uh, somebody will notice nobody's filed for a seat. They're like, okay, I'll just run unopposed, and they throw in, and then two minutes later, somebody files remotely. <laughs> so they find themselves in, in an accidental race. <laughs> All right. The time's not up, though, on on all that. Um, we had a story in yesterday. I was trying to find it here, but it's getting away from me. Um, there was something like 35 races that didn't draw any candidates whatsoever. Really? Um, Interesting. So Tuesday through Thursday of this week um, is, a, is an open filing for any of those positions. Um, and I believe if no one runs for a position... Um, and there's an incumbent in that seat that they, they automatically have to stay there. Yeah, they pretty like it's forced public <laughs> service basically. Like you just stay. Um, I'm sure there's some contingencies there, but um, yeah, I mean, any of this interests you, Aaron? Um, City of Mossy Rock council positions one, three, and four. <laughs> that's kind of surprising. Um, <laughs> wow. it's the whole council. I thought, uh, I thought everybody was behind the Mossy Rock <laughs> City Council these uh, days. Adna School District has a director position. Boysford, Eveline, wow. Morton, Mossy Rock, Napavine, Mineral. Uh, yeah, lots of races with. Uh, with that's very surprising. With no politicians, you know, you you it kind of is, but it does. Have happen every this off election year when it's city councils there's just so many small towns and school districts around mm-hmm. um we do have to say that you know uh ct publishing is represented on the chehalis wa- water and sewer district by our own the vp of marketing kyle mccarrick commissioner position one in the water sewer district mm-hmm. yeah and How he, many... he has our full support <laughs> <laughs> he handles a lot of crap in the office and he's gonna handle crap out of it now <laughs> Unopposed, baby. Unopposed. Yeah, vote McCarricker. Yeah, with a slight difference here, I've heard his uh, campaign slogan was "Keep the crap moving." And um, a word might be changed in that sentence. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but it's a good slogan. I don't think we're eligible to run for any of these open positions, though, gentlemen, um, as they are mostly in East Lewis County or at least outside of the Twin Cities. Uh, Let's see. Just highly disappointing. Any other? There was a lot of names on this uh, this list you published. Any of them jump out at you? You got uh, Fred Ryder in uh, Port of Chehalis. You got your boy Ron Averill running for Centralia School Board. I got. Uh, we also had former Mayor Tim Browning running for Centralia School Board. I believe we also have a previous Conversations guest, Mike Bannon. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and running he's to running unopposed at. Chad's old I seat. Was really surprised, mm-hmm. that and no I was surprised he's unopposed. Yeah, he's done such a phenomenal job over the last few months. Yes, he has. I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the Centralia Council races are like highly competitive this year as well. Is um, it uh, Mark Wesley running for mayor? Uh, I you don't run for mayor. You get appointed for mayor. But um, well, Sue uh, Lund, well, a uh, me a fool, a <laughs> unwitting friend of the podcast. He doesn't know she's a friend of the podcast. I don't think she would accept that friendship request. <laughs> she she just said she's not going to run again. So what'll happen? I believe is uh, come January the meeting, first meeting of the council, they'll choose somebody to be mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to choose someone that's on the council now or running, who would you pick for Centralia mayor? I don't even know who's all on the council in Centralia. I'm going to go ahead and throw a name out there. Mm-hmm. I think Cameron McGee would be a great mayor. Oh, really? Oh, Cameron McGee. Yeah. I think he would be like a great Cameron. mayor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Cameron. Yeah, he's, he's running. Good. He's in a uh, he's in a three person race. 
with Lisa Streitinger and uh, Shell Wilder. So that should, well, be, that should be interesting. There's uh, another race. Rebecca Stabler, Meta Hogan, and Sarah Althauser are all running for the seat in District 2. Uh, I think I know Sarah Althauser's husband. I went to school with him. Nice guy. And then in District uh, 3, we've got Rhoda Angove, Curtis Ingle, my personal favorite, mm. and Max Vote. So it's kind of funny. You had three races with... Uh, or two races with three people in them, and then, yeah, Mark Wesley, just good to go. Um, yeah, I like Wesley. He was a uh, Centralia High School girls basketball coach, I think, when I started in sports. Um, very nice guy. Yeah, Sue Lund was very, very like gracious with him, too. She said that uh, he's going to outshine her 100 to 1 when it comes to doing the job. Well, so. That's a lot to 1. Yeah, it's high praise. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I, I was appreciating uh, Sue Lund's comments on stories and things lately. In stories, rather. She had some takes. Yeah, yeah. She in stories, a, and you got to be a subscriber to comment. Uh, yes. Thanks, Sue. <laughs> uh, shall we uh, move on to uh, the town ruled by our most previous podcast guest, Tanino? Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Tanino recovers suspected historic Tono coal carts. Tono. Tono coal carts. Tono coal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so my show note comment is just, hell yeah, our boys Wayne Fournier and Tyler Whitworth out there like the Hardy Boys, finding these coal carts, buying them <laughs> up off eBay. Uh, I just sent uh, Mayor Fournier a picture I had, we had scanned in from Tonino today, a historical picture, and he was excited about it, said he'd try to find some answers if I got him a little more info. But he also shared that they have picked up those carts, and uh, they are now in the custody of the city and confirmed to be the real deal. I bet uh, Wayne's taking a ride in those carts. Just he's probably in one right now. Mm, he's just, just getting rolled just around. Tonight, you know? What yeah. do you do with those things once they get them? You just they're like a museum piece. Yeah, we had a story the other day. They're going to put them over by the museum. Um, I believe it's a copy of the Chronicle. Had a story. It might not have been in Chronicle. It could have been somebody else. But a newspaper. It's probably has, like, the Chronicle. The history of the Tono mining operation that they came from, and uh, it'll just be a nice little draw. Yeah, I mean, I for one like spending my weekends at the Tonino Museum. I don't know about you guys. I, I I'm there every Saturday, mm-hmm. just looking at the old things. Some wooden money, yeah, coal carts, some mm-hmm. stone. Yeah, lots of stone. Lots of stone out there. And Wayne is there every day as well. Mm-hmm. He lives there actually. <laughs> when he's not marrying or fighting fires, he's at the museum. Yeah, no, I like that story. It's, it's honorable. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Guys, we gotta we gotta talk about something real quick. Look, none of us here are wealthy men. I'm sure you two have had the same struggles I've had over the years dealing with my landlord, just harassing me nonstop, shouting things at me. You can't burn your tires indoors. You can't paint for a good time call with your own number on the front porch. You can't store your surplus gasoline in the bathtub. It's not international waters because you dug a moat in the yard and filled it with snakes. Well, I for one have had it. So I made a call to Summit Funding, talked to my friend Jason Gillespie, who's one of the best loan officers in the game. He got me all set up with the financing to buy my own home, where I can do anything I want that's not expressly forbidden in the U.S. Constitution as I interpret it. So if you guys also want to feel the pride of home ownership, just make the call. Call Summit Funding, 360-330-4037. They're at 1616 South Gold Street in Centralia. You can find them online at summitfunding.net. 
Shall we move to Tales from the Takes page? Yeah, before we do, though, I have to share with you that right after you left the office yesterday, mm-hmm. um, our owner, Chad Taylor, came back and was wondering why. I, I can't really repeat the words here, but he was um, wondering why you're too cowardly to call him out in Tales of the Takes. Do you want to discuss a Chad call? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just relaying the message that uh, he called you a coward. And give it I, to him. I, I can't give believe, it to him. I can't believe Chad would do such a thing. Oh, he did. It was right after you walked out. Too. <laughs> I'm sure. So I looked around to make sure you weren't there. <laughs> uh, well, if you want to bring up Chad's column, we can discuss. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> it didn't make the notes, so. Our first column you didn't is call me a coward. Is from our <laughs> beloved Brian Mitke. And the title is A Flower Grows, Fear Not the Fall. What a what a title from Mitke. Mm-hmm. So one of the quotes from there is when the phone rings and it's Michael Dolan, nurseryman extraordinaire and an owner of Burnt Ridge Nursery, I know it's going to be an enjoyable conversation, which just cracks me up like Mitke sitting at home reading the paper by his phone and the landline rings and he picks it up, but he's like, hello, (gasps) honey, it's Michael Dolan. (laughs) I don't know how you got that out of that sentence, but he wants to talk about plants. No, I I get it. I get it. Butternut trees. Yeah, I like that uh, Dolan called Mickey to give him the kind of expert report you'd normally hear on Pawn Stars about a butternut tree. Mm-hmm. It's spring, but fear not the fall, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, just more A-plus stuff from, from Mitke, talking about uh, butternut trees and how... God, you so condensed this down. This is uh, the black pioneer, George Bush, and the butternut tree that he brought here as a pioneer and planted, mm-hmm. and it fell over, what, two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. And so these that you can purchase in Onalaska are from the same tree yeah. yeah so it will live on yes forever mm-hmm. thanks to mickey and i need Mr. to get Dolan. one of those mm-hmm. you should you can you can run right down there that's good i'll also, drive also his column also included uh, a topic near and dear to my heart police dogs and how um last week the thurston county sheriff's office reported that a police dog actually saved a suspect because the suspect had ran into a swamp and was underwater dying and he found him and Lightly pulled him out of the water. That I'm was sure. that that's was impressive. Jax from mm-hmm. Thurston County. Yeah. yeah, great work, Jax. I just know you're not a big fan of our law enforcement dogs, and uh, I feel like I need to. Lend I have my never voice said to such them. a thing. Mm-hmm. How dare you? Mm-hmm. How pa- dare you? Past experience is the only reason he does not like them. <laughs> They're always chasing me. Franklin yeah. Aaron said that when they finally do defund the police, he wants the dogs defunded first. <laughs> wow! Before the any already... of the other police are defunded. Wow. First of all, the dogs are already not funded, and I never said that. <laughs> I bet those dogs eat better than all three of us. Mm-hmm. I probably. And then Michael weighed in on Transalta and the Department of Fish and Wildlife. <clears throat> backtracking its acquisition of Old Man Transalta's land. So basically, Fish and Wildlife sent out a letter saying they're not actively pursuing the acquisition uh, of the land that Old Man Transalta was trying to give them. So I guess now we get to see the plan the county has been working on since 2007 as to what to do with that land. Mm-hmm. It's a waiting game, Aaron. It takes time. Mm-hmm. One of these days. Yes. So there is one comment on Michael's column from a commenter. Who says, why is it so hard for reasonable people to grasp the fact that there is a portion of the already donated land ready and developed by the Lewis County EDC, but to date I have yet to hear even one corporation or company deciding that that location is suitable. Millions have already been spent developing a site, but no interested leases have been completed. iPad has been ready and waiting, no takers. There has, however, been interest over the years. 
Oh, mm-hmm. oh. Um, I Can remember I get a job several, at interest? Several years ago, there was uh, Tesla was looking at it for a battery factory. It ended up going somewhere else in another state. Um, but like I said, I mean, it's not like developing land is like you buy the land and you just like put it on the market and then, you know, Amazon comes in and gives you a trillion dollars. I'm no expert, but I think it's Isn't that what's time. happening across the street? Uh, no, not exactly. <laughs> that was, uh, that was, I believe, excise taxes from the Port of Centralia sale. But nice, oh. nice try, Aaron. <laughs> Eric's a smart dude. He knows his stuff. You're not going to get one past him. He has looked Thanks, across Frank. the street God, many it's good times. to have Frank in here. <laughs> get him again, Eric. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, so do we think Michael's columns have caused the fish and wildlife to backtrack? Uh, no. Mm. <laughs> Hard no. <laughs> Hard no. I think, uh, I think perhaps the letters from the commissioners and uh, Jamie Herrera-Butler probably helped a little bit. Um, yes, I'm sure that uh, letters from the Lewis County commissioners and columns by Michael. No, 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 not columns by Michael. <laughs> and a letter from Jamie Herrera-Butler caused Transalta, which I looked it up, made $1.2 billion in revenue last year to change their tune. It was WDFW that changed its tune. So well, the revenue coming from WDFW I don't think will be quite as high, Aaron. Probably not. In fact, not. I believe we might be dealing with a deficit there. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I don't think WDFW wants to be the bad guy. They always end up, especially like in rural counties, being like the, the villain, you know, when a bunch of like 300,000 fish die in the hatchery mm-hmm. or, you know, that time they offed all those deer up at Rochester, the tame deer <laughs> that just showed up. It was just like, but they do come off as the villain sometimes. It's, uh, in this case, you know, it's probably the, the best move to just give it some time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plenty well, of other land out there they can steal. I, <laughs> I am interested to see what happens with that, like what they're going to do with it and what the move is. I'm interested in hearing some plans. Uh, we had a good letter from a uh, letter to the editor from a, a writer in Onalaska who noted all the housing developments going in and trying to imagine out like 50 years, you know, from now, just it's going to be a lot more dense as far as population down here. Mm-hmm. And she came out, the conclusion of her letter was just like, maybe we should rethink this refuge thing because it's kind of an investment in our uh, character so we can maintain rural life by ensuring this area. Mm-hmm. doesn't uh, get developed. And so, I don't know, I don't necessarily share her opinion, but I thought it was a good perspective and a nice way of sharing it. Mm-hmm. Letters at cronline.com. Send them in. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, and can Transalta just do whatever they want with the land? Like I think it's, so. It's, it's their land. Yeah, they've made some promises, but I think I think they could. Golf course is off the table, I think. Mm, I, it would be funny if they, like, built a golf course out there, but it wasn't open to anybody from Lewis County. <laughs> I have to think that in a just random thought in the Transalta boardroom, if they even care that much, just like when they're hearing all this bad stuff said about them and um, just like if they're tallying up like, man, we gave $50,000 for that baseball field. We gave several million dollars for an entire new commons at the college. <laughs> We've, We've been built- giving millions of dollars out for years. We've built most of the tracks in Lewis County. Do you think the word like the words ungrateful SOBs has come out of any of their mouths? I wouldn't be surprised. Well, they're Canadian, so they're probably yeah. more polite. <laughs> okay. With an A well, than a sorry. Wanna, don't want to steal it to fish <laughs> and wildlife, eh? Sorry. <laughs> uh, so anyways. yeah. The the saga of old man Transalta's land continues. Indeed. People's champion of the week. Do you guys have any nominees? I have have two. I have a runner-up, because the one you chose is above reproach. It's probably our best hero of the week thus far, or one of them anyways. Yeah. Uh, My pick was, of course, the rat Schwartz saw outside. That was terrifying. You took a picture of it. It touched my leg. (laughs) 
It was uh, it was poison. Is though. that me you're talking about? <laughs> no, because no. I Franklin, touched I your leg. I don't mind that. Okay, okay. Uh, the, that happens. <laughs> yeah, the rat is uh, the first casualty of our our long war against his his people. <laughs> Finally, got into some poison. Yeah, no, that's not our hero of the week. Oh, that rat was dead. Uh, it died eventually. Did you watch it? Um, I'm a smoker, Aaron. I don't know if you know that about me. So okay. I go outside every once in a while, and over the course of the day, it died. But it was just kind of running back and forth slowly, and then it just kind of curled up. And then one of our uh, fine circu- circulation gentlemen went out and uh, ended the suffering and threw it away. When I feel like we've dedicated too much time to this rat at this point. <laughs> the people's anyway, champion. <laughs> our real people's champion of the week, week is Wilson uh-huh. County District Court Judge and... Boy Scout Troop 373 Scoutmaster Mike Rowey, who passed away last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was, a, that was a shock to a lot of people, including our CEO, Corley Taylor, who wrote a very beautiful uh, commentary, I guess you would call it, more of a tribute that mm-hmm. ran in Saturday's edition. Um, and uh, just, he's one of those uh, guys that it's like no one can really, no one could ever really say anything negative about him because he lived his life the right way. Yeah, he um, did. And, uh, I, you know, when we had the, the big inv- investigation at the courthouse back in like 2016, reporter Natalie Johnson was just getting all sorts of, you know, misdeeds and malfeasance by all the judges and um, not all of them, but uh, Rowie was nowhere close to being <laughs> like he was completely mm-hmm. clean of any wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, just in his life, too, it sounds like that's that's how he was. And yeah. have you ever heard him talk? He sounded, and I cannot remember his name right now. He had a voice that sounded exactly like the dragon. The dragon. From Dragonheart. Oh, uh, Sean Connery? He sounded exactly <laughs> like Sean Connery, and he had the most amazing voice if you ever heard him talk. He, like sounded, a lot, it was, he sounded a lot like James Earl Jones. Mm. It was an amazing voice. Um, I was in uh, Boy Scout Troop 373 when no. uh, he was... Is that why you carry a pocket knife? Uh, <laughs> yes. And yes, Mike Rowey had a fantastic voice. He commanded your attention. You were always worried about letting him down. When he talked, you listened. And he was uh, he was a good dude. And Corey wrote an amazing story. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. she did. She wrote a great uh, great tribute. It was really good. It was. Um, my runner up is going to be um, former. Well, I guess he still is. Bucota Mayor Alan Carr, who mm-hmm. is uh, moving away from the town after about twenty years. Um, Bucota is, uh, as most people know, um, between Centralia and Tenino on five oh seven. And uh, I just think over the years, Alan Carr has, I believe, been mayor almost my entire time here, and there has never been a time where we've called him, and he has not been friendly, helpful, and cordial on the phone. Um, and, uh, you know, small town public service like that is probably pretty thankless. You don't get paid, and I'm sure most of people's problems are, you know, City Hall's fault when yeah. <laughs> it comes to a little town like that. So, you know, kudos and uh, best of luck to Alan Carr, who will never listen to this podcast but uh, is nonetheless appreciated for his service. We'll send him a link. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure he'll click that. Uh, I don't have a Sirens Banger of the Week. That's probably for the best. No, you don't want to go over any of the big crimes lately? Um, I know tomorrow, and I don't have any specifics, but tomorrow at 1, there is an attempted murder charge being dismissed. What a um, banger. Yeah, it's it's a banger. Um, So keep your eyes out for that, Aaron. Um, other than that, you said that's coming out tomorrow. Yeah, it'll I'll be, read it'll it. It'll be happening. It well, it happens tomorrow. Um, I don't know. 
We did have a, uh, a story that we posted on cronline.com just tonight of a Centralia woman who was accused of abusing a toddler, entering a guilty plea, but it's an Alfred plea, so she's not admitting wrongdoing. Um, and I have more questions after reading the story, but they're not the type you're going to really get answers to. Because this was the kid, I don't know if you recall, but had cigarette burns all over him, um, had ble- bleeding on the brain, two black eyes, and like all sorts of stuff, and mm-hmm. um, was just really rough. But anyways, the, the mom um, is going to be sentenced for that as well. But doesn't admit guilt, so it's an Alfred plea. You just mm-hmm. you're 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 pleading guilty with the caveat that you don't think you did anything, but that there's enough evidence to convict you. So it's the this looks bad plea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably okay. something Harrison Ford would have realistically used in the movie The Fugitive. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> All right, Facebook comments of the week. We have several. I might might skip over some of them though. No, let's go. <laughs> All right. On Ron Averill, wanting senior centers back open. Comment. So he said, as soon as we can resolve all the problems out there, we'll get them open. Exclamation point, exclamation point, followed by four question marks. Seniors may not have that much time left to await the resolution of all the problems out there. They're seniors. Give them back their centers. I don't know why you think that's funny. We've had... They're going to die. They're old. That's what they're saying. Yeah, I know. I know, but we have... We have two letters just in the past couple of months, and the writers have said that not only are they old, but they did die from, like, loneliness of being a factor or just sitting around all day and not being able to talk to anyone. And then it's you, you never know what kind of factor it's going to play into it. But I'll put this idea out here. I don't think it was... It was a business idea I had about two weeks ago. Oh, boy. And I told to my seniors? office, it was a call center for seniors that can't currently go to mm-hmm. their events. They could call a phone number and talk to an operator or anyone else on the other end of the line for as long as they felt like they needed to talk to somebody. Just somebody do that. Out. It's a great idea. Where's the step two profit? Nope. No profit. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a non-profit. It's a non-profit. 501c3. They were doing that down in Clark County at our other paper, The Reflector, the sheriff's office, and the Vancouver Police Department. You could like provide a name to a, of a senior like that. And they were making time in their shifts, not in a law enforcement capacity, just in like a human capacity to make sure they either stopped by and visited and chatted with them or called them or um, that kind of thing. So it's a good idea. And I mean, it's probably needed in just about like all times. I know uh, Lewis County seniors, Glenda Forga, she worked, she's worked with seniors her whole life. The person of the year. Person of the year, executive director. But get her talking about it. And she just will tell you it would shock most people to know how many people in this county are like elderly living alone have no living relatives have no friends and like are seriously just alone in the world and mm-hmm. like that's just it it's sad to think about it but, is sad to think about um, but it's a it's a real thing i would love to see the senior centers get open if you're vaccinated show up i agree yeah. so our next comment is on the sirens entry about someone getting hit by a train and also penny playground this comment is about penny playground uh this person is upset because she took her daughter on opening day and there were older kids there Oh, that's, that's just, oh, man. I was they were literally running past the little kids up on the towers on for the slides, not waiting to make sure it was clear after the kids went down before they went. Uh, it moves on to say, right before, oh, we left. One of those kids drove there, and then one of the other kids yelled at the other kid to get her vape out of her car. So kids were vaping and driving themselves to the park. Right before that, there was also a boy, it looked to be a teenager, that chased a deer that had walked up close to the bathroom. He chased that poor thing, screaming at it, until it got to the rail car tracks. Thank God it didn't get hit by a train. <laughs> what she has just described is like, 
a park. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is just every park ever. I, as a parent of two young children, I can say when they're playing and you see a bigger kid go in, you kind of just like, mm-hmm. like it. But that's just something you deal with because, I mean, they are also kids. <laughs> they just have to be a little bigger. They're kids, and, also, and, and, and when you tie it all together, every person's been cooped up. Yeah. For so long. Oh, yeah. Kids, yeah. But I did drive by Penny Playground, and that place was packed. Franklin was the, the kid chasing off the deer. No, I, I was there. I was the kid that went down the slide and said sorry. A uh, story on the streetcar tracks dug up in Chehalis. The comment says, easiest sheet to do is to pave the fork over that sheet and move the fork on. Yes, I've been damn drinking. <laughs> So this guy. I loved. Just, I loved that story because we weren't saying that like the arc. Looks of like the I got to add a few more words to the uh, <laughs> exactly. prohibited words on our comment yeah, section. <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, we weren't trying to like insinuate this is like the Holy Grail or the Ark of the Covenant that's been found. And the number of people that wanted to just rush in there and just be like, it wasn't that hard to find, and everyone knows <laughs> where it was at. Like it was just kind of a little interesting. What the local, sheet? Uh, local yeah. history thing. But you know, it's the last time I highlight that stuff. Yeah, they appreciated it in Tenino with the Tono carts. Observe your own history, people. And that will be my new email signature. Yes, I've been damn drinking. <laughs> uh, you just over there buying domains. Comma, thanks. <laughs> Comment on the posting of this very podcast. Comment says the Chronicle editorial staff during Weimar Germany. Quote: This Adolf guy is kind of controversial, but you can't deny that he is popular. Let's give him a weekly column. Uh, that's a shot at me. I feel like directly. I feel personally <laughs> wounded by that. Uh, yeah, surprised they didn't put Eric. Must be about McCroskey. McCroskey's had his column since like early two thousand. So yeah, it's, this is it's nothing new. Uh, I know it's not. It's not. Did you know he's really popular? You know, uh, doubling down. That's, that's just what this comment <laughs> just, says. Just kidding. A uh, story on Maple Lane being used as an involuntary treatment facility. Comment says, awesome, within walking distance for three or four Rochester's four schools. Great plan. Uh, well, it's involuntary. Which is <laughs> like nothing new. Like it was a, you know, juvenile delinquency center before that. I know, that's like, what it I was like. been there. Yeah. It's yeah. not like they just built this and we're going to put people you don't want. I don't know. It's and I think what they're doing yeah. there right now is not a whole lot different than what they're proposing. They're just kind of expanding and formalizing it because they're still using that facility right now. Mm-hmm. Like not too long ago, there was an escape. Actually, the last escape that happened at Maple Lane was like three or four years ago. And as far as we know, he never got caught. <laughs> we never, we never got follow up. I'm sure the person got caught. But yeah, it's just uh, it's kind of like always been the case there. Yeah. Uh, one other comment on that story. If the typical op-ed and comment section of the Chronicle are any indicator, they're going to need a much larger facility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> on the story about the bear some guys shot up in Alaska, the comment just says, I am not old, and my IQ is really good. Not that it matters. He was replying to somebody who had insinuated the opposite. Uh, no kidding. Yeah, that bear story is pretty popular. People liked it. It was a bear. It had nothing to do with Lewis County or even Washington. Um, but uh, I was that somehow knew people would like that story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that the guy with the... Yeah, it was the spokesman review story. Okay. Um, for the, yeah, they, they shot a bear and the... That, was a, that was a frightening story. Yeah, it was a thousand pound bear. That was a very Apparently frightening... Apparently it wasn't all that big com- compared to some other ones. I but. saw someone say that. I was like, wow. Damn. You call that a big bear? I've seen bigger. That's why I don't shoot bears. Uh, we well, you got to remember, Aaron was in Boy Scouts. 
no, he's yeah, seen we some. Shot, we shot a lot of bears. I bet he's seen some big bears. Aaron yeah. was an eagle scout, or is an eagle scout. Well, oh, I saw True. he has a sash. He wore it to work the other day. Yeah, that's why he's wearing a beaver <laughs> pelt right now. Uh, yep, that's <laughs> what we do in the scouts: is fashion beaver pelt sashes and hats. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you want to do a business feature roundup? Did you? Uh, have some, don't really some have a roundup, but uh, Adna Burger Bar opened up out there in the ever-expanding Smith Empire. It's now mm-hmm. Adna Grocery, mm-hmm. Uncle Jim's Smokehouse. I'm sure the burgers are delicious. Now the burger bar. Have you been out there for one yet? Have your uh, folks been out I there for one yet? I have not. We've had uh, some of the the brisket and mac and cheese <sighs> That's from good stuff. Uh, from Jim Smith's. Uh, what do you call it? Smokehouse? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uncle That's good stuff. House. Yeah, it's good. He, he makes good stuff. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah, so we had that. Uh, and this isn't, uh, this isn't a business roundup, but we also had uh, Claudia went out to the Ape Caves with uh, Nightcrawler mm-hmm. down south of Mount St. Helens. That's a big plug for our tourism guide that'll be coming out pretty soon. It's for tourists, but it's also a good guide if you're a local who's uh, looking to do some adventuring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd highly suggest the Ape Cave. Have you ever been there? I don't think I ever have, no. I was there when I was about 19, 18 maybe, maybe even younger, 17. And we got about a quarter of the way through and decided it was too long and like shimmied out the top. There was a a hole Mm -hmm. and we lost in the forest for hours. Just thought I'd share that. You know who wouldn't have got lost in the forest for hours? Who? Yeah. People's champion of the week, Mike Rowey. Uh, or he would, have, see, he would have scolded you. That's Mr. True. Eagle Scout, Aaron. I also would not have shimmed that hole and gotten lost in the forest. He would have used the sun as a compass. Uh, yes, in the, in the ape caves. Like, look at the shadow on that tree. I think we're heading north, boys. <laughs> There's moss on this side. That must be north. That's <laughs> oh, good. Anything else you guys want to add? No, I got nothing else. Uh, I mean, there was the one more, I guess, the the giant Sasquatch out in Oakville. Did you that see that cool. story? Yeah, that was I cool. I did see that. Yeah, that's a my that's favorite a thing about that is it's been the guy's been carving it up all of last week, and we were getting several calls from Oakville about it, just making sure we're going out. And we had plans to go out over the weekend, but four different people. One told me it was ten feet tall. One told me it was at least fifteen feet tall. One told me it was twenty feet tall, and one person told me it was thirty feet tall. Who told you it was thirty feet? I, tall? I am not going to tell you. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. You sure? I'm positive. 30 feet tall. <laughs> yeah. You need a ladder to get to the top of that. I know. Mm-hmm. But it looked like it in the pictures. You know, they were using scaffolding to cut up. Anyways. It was impressive cool that they were able yeah. to carve that. It yeah, was very really cool. cool looking. It is awesome. I would encourage everyone to go. If you want to see something like that, you go get out there now because it doesn't sound like it's going to be there very long. I think they're looking for a buyer or something like that. Mm. Yeah, that was, that was really cool. Yeah. 17 feet tall, though, I believe is the actual height of the okay. behemoth. All right. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap up this edition of News Dump. You can rate, review, subscribe on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe, download, do whatever on Spotify. You can also listen on cronline.com. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. <laughs>